Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. College basketball tournaments are back, and so are brackets. Get comfy on your couch, turn off that Zoom camera, and sign up for your men's and women's USA Today sports bracket. Register at brackets.usatoday.com. Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the Buckswire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Buckswire editor, Luke Easterling. All right, Luke, this has nothing to do with the Bucks at all. I was actually watching a press conference of a Bills offensive lineman, John Feliciano. He got a new contract, and he was literally puffing on a stogie and sipping a Corona as he talked to uh, reporters from the Bills. And for some reason, I thought of you. I don't know why. I thought of you. <laughs> and I'm just like, this has got to be Luke watching the Bucks in free agency just bring back all their key players and literally bring the whole band back together. That's been a topic we've been talking about. And you've got to be loving this thing, man. This has got to be, like, since the Super Bowl, it's just been all smooth sailing since then. Well, I feel like the reason you saw it of me is because I'm the, you know, I'm the wire ambassador of the Tampa Bay area, my, my hometown. I'm born and raised here. And, uh, you know, after the run we've had here with uh, with the Rays and the Lightning, um, the Bucks now, you know, even the Rowdies won a championship, our soccer team down here. I mean, what else do you want? They, Title USF, town, man. Title town. USF women's basketball just won the conference. I mean, when you think of winning, you think of Tampa now, and that's just the way it is, and I don't mind that. So the fact that you just, you know, that automatically comes to mind when you think of winning things and, and, and that I come to mind, I appreciate that, and it, it makes me happy. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I tweeted that picture because you see, I, you know, the Bucks fans know well what it's like to go into free agency desperate, right? You're like, what's, what's going to be the move? Who's going to be that player that's going to give us hope? It's going to be like, okay, now we turn it around. And boy, is it nice to have the shoe on the other foot this year where you're going into to free agency basically like all we have to do is keep the guys we have and they all want to come back. So we're signing them all. The, you know, obviously I'm probably not going to keep everybody, but I mean, they're going to keep most of these guys. If anybody comes back, we spoke to Shaq Barrett today and I asked him flat out. I said, what's, you know, what's your message to the guys that haven't, haven't re-signed yet, that haven't come back yet? And he's like, I, what are you waiting for, basically? Let's do this. We're all, we're all in. The, the big three, Levante, Shaq Barrett, Chris Godwin, they're all back in the fold. Gronk's back. I mean, why would you go anywhere else, man? This team, this team can be better in 2020 than they were in 2021 than they were last year. Why would you want to go anywhere? There's no state income tax. The weather's nice. Obviously, we know how to celebrate championships. We know how to win them. Uh, why, why do you want to go anywhere else? Oh, see, this is exactly what I had in mind. This is exactly what I expected today, Luke. I appreciate it. The approach is kind of interesting because I'm out here you know, in New England. As you know, I live in New Hampshire so the Patriots are doing a completely different strategy. Bill Belichick is just saying, I want everyone. <laughs> I have this sack of cash. I mean, they I, don't have a choice, yeah, really, do yeah, they? Yeah, that's true. Kind of, <laughs> our roster kind of blows. Uh, but he's just he's taking everyone he can, right? He wants everything. And the Bucks are just kind of sitting back, and they're like, no, nah, we just want our own guys. 
and it's two completely different approaches, but which team do you think is winning free agency more? The Pats or the Bucks? I think you could make a, a case that the Bucks are winning. Maybe they've had the well, best. Of course, you make the case for the Bucks are winning because <laughs> the guys that they're bringing back just won a championship. True. Yes, <laughs> they already won and they just did it. So obviously, and, and listen, I'm not going to be one of these people that's going to bag on on Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's the greatest coach in NFL history, uh, and and I have so much respect for him as a coach, as a general manager. I think he's been terrible uh, in a lot of ways, yeah. but as a coach, he's phenomenal, and he's he's again, the, I think one of the best, if not the best, to ever do it. I think. You know the the way you would compare it though is you look at the Bucks who just won a championship and they're bringing back so many of the same players that got them there. The Patriots are doing exactly what every other team does in free agency when you're when you're big spending is is you're you're buying lottery tickets because these guys, even if they had great seasons the year before, they did it for somebody else in somebody else's system, you know, with somebody else's quarterback or scheme, and you know all of these variables where. Yeah, you can look at what the you know the talent they're bringing in. Johnu Smith and, and Hunter Henry they brought in the top two tight ends on the market. They got them both. You got Nelson Aguilar. You got guys on both sides of the ball. They're obviously making moves, but you have to look at the track record of how many teams have won free agency and won the off season and then been absolute, you know what, the <laughs> next season. I mean, it doesn't come together. It's yes. not that simple. And that's why we had these conversations last off season, right? We had these conversations about the Bucks, right? Because so much of the Super Bowl talk was about who they added, not who was already there, at least from a national perspective. You know, people down here, we already kind of knew they had a good core there. But so much of the conversation was, you know, now they have Brady, now they have Gronk, now they have, you know, Fournette, and then AB came later. And, and that was really the, the, a lot of the conversation. But what the Bucks just did is incredibly rare in so many ways, man. And, and I just think that the way the Patriots are going about it, I'm not saying they should do it any differently. You got smoke them if you got them, right? I mean, if you have the money, go spend it, especially at this point in Belichick's career. He's not sitting around for anybody's rebuild. He's got the arrows. He needs to shoot them. So the fact that they're going out and spending, I think, is, is a good approach and really the only one that can be justifiable if you have the money to spend and you're trying to be a contender. If I was a betting man, I would put more money on the Bucks being a repeat contender as opposed to the, the the Patriots going from the team that we saw last year to being in that contending conversation just because they spend a bunch of money. So Shaq Barrett's deal, four years, up to seventy-two million, and he basically said the it wasn't like he, it wasn't like a hometown thing or anything. I mean, yeah, he wanted to be back, but the Bucks had the best offer out there, so it's not like there was a better offer out there for Shaq Barrett. So, what do you think about the deal? and what the Bucks did to uh, get him back. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a bunch of different elements to this, but I think what it boils down to is both as a player and as a person, Shaq Barrett wanted to be here. And, you know, obviously, you know, when I spoke to him today, I kind of asked him about the human aspect of it and the, the off the field, because this is a guy who's, I mean, I think he has two or three kids already. His wife is expecting, and I think they're, you know, about a month away from having a baby girl. You know, he said they've rented three or four different houses in the Tampa Bay area and been moving from place to place trying to find the right spot. Now they finally get to buy a house. They love this area. They love this community. I also think there's an element as a player to Shaq Barrett feeling somewhat loyal to the Bucks because if you go back to free agency two years ago, this is a guy who couldn't get a bite. I mean, he was a rotational player in Denver behind one of the greatest combinations of edge rushers you've, we've ever seen, DeMarcus Ware, Von Miller, even Bradley Chubb. Uh, I think that last year that, that uh, Shaq was in Denver, but he never got to start. 
So when he goes into free agency, he he really doesn't have a lot to show for his resume. And he'll be the first one to tell you. He was honest with us, you know, during that great stretch he had in 2019 about how he, he wasn't the rusher he is now then. He was still learning. He was kind of a one-trick pony and, and really hadn't – he just wasn't refined. He, he wasn't the kind of technician that he is now. He's put so much work into diversifying his pass rush moves uh, and his approach that he's become such a better player. But when he went into that free agency, the Bucks got him on a one-year, $4 million deal. I think originally he had a deal with the Bengals, but I think they had an issue with maybe a shoulder injury that he had. There was something that, that flagged on, I think, on the physical he took in Cincinnati, if I remember correctly, that, that basically – made them back out at the last minute and they were like, ah, we're not comfortable. And boy, have they regretted that ever since. Because obviously he led the NFL in sacks in 19 and a half. He comes back last year, didn't have that many sacks, but was still among the league leaders in pressures. Obviously was an absolute terror in the playoffs and the Super Bowl and, and really proved himself. So to get back to the contract, I think if, if you know Shaq Barrett even a little bit as a person, he definitely seems like the kind of guy who remembers that it was the Bucks who gave him a shot to prove himself they obviously they placed the franchise tag on him last year, but still, I mean, that that paid him more than he'd ever made all combined in his career. Same with Chris Godwin this year. But eventually, you know, and and Shaq said this today, too. He, he was very, very complimentary of Jason Light and Bruce Arians and how honest they've been with him throughout this whole process about what their plan was for him long term financially and how they were going to take care of him. And they and at the end of the day, they did that. So again, I think that as a family man, somebody who who he and his family really loved this area and took to it, and as someone who has played his best football here under Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles is going to be back. Why would you go anywhere else for so many reasons? Shaq Barrett, it just never made sense for him to be very interested in going, you're going to go play for the Jets for what, an extra $2 million a year, which is probably going to get taxed away anyway, like I said, for, you know, you don't have any state tax here in Florida. So, yeah, I mean, what could possibly get him motivated to go somewhere else after the two years he's had in Tampa Bay, both as a, an individual player and obviously the team success last year. Who else is back? Let's get into it, and Luke will give his take on other Bucks that have already signed, and there could be more coming. We'll get to that coming up next. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Luke, another guy that came to the Bucks last season. It was the Brady and Gronky show, right? Gronk played like an MVP in that Super Bowl, man. He was awesome. Gronk kind of considering the Bills a little bit, but comes back to the Bucks on a one-year deal. So that's a nice little, you know, retention for the Bucks. And another guy, Aaron Stinney, Kind of a depth signing, but a guy that certainly earned it for the way he played and filled it in the postseason, right? So those are two more that are back that Bucks fans should be uh, pretty happy about. Yeah, uh, I think that, you know, one thing, that we joked about it during the season, but with Grant joking that he's a blocking tight end, right? But, I mean, he catches seven touchdown passes in the regular season. He goes, you know, and, and plays the way he did in the Super Bowl. But really, if you, if you look at the film across all, you know, 20 weeks of that season, he was such a huge part of the ground game and, and because of his ability to block. And when you have a guy like Alex Kappa, the right guard, go down, when you have 
different guys dealing with different injuries. If you have a tight end like Gronk who can just be such a huge help in the ground game as a blocker, it just makes such a huge difference for the running game. And and to segue that into Aaron Stinney, Kappa went down with that season-ending injury. He had never started a game. And so he makes his first start in the playoffs, starts the rest of the playoffs, and, and really, you know, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been able to know. The, the, the telltale sign of a great offensive lineman is when you don't call his name, right? And nobody ever called Stinney's name through the playoffs. I don't remember it happening once. Absolutely. Um, 100%. You know, he held his own. And again, look at the teams they're playing. They're playing against, you know, Green Bay with Kenny Clark. They're playing against New Orleans with, you know, Sheldon Rankins and the great defensive line, defensive front there. They're playing Washington, which obviously with that defensive front, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, those guys across the board. They play the Chiefs with Chris Jones. And when, he, when you don't hear his name, you know he's doing a good job. Aaron Stinney, a great, great depth signing. Bringing, bringing him back on a one-year deal is huge. As far as Gronk, I, you know, obviously he's not going to leave Tampa Bay for Buffalo. Josh Allen's great, but you're not going to leave Tom Brady to go up, like you said, back up north willingly. I think that may have been as much to, to kind of get a few extra millions out of the Bucks. <laughs> I know he knows that they're kind of squeezing it, but, uh, you know, Gronk lived up to his, his payday last year, man. He was a huge... Huge boost in the ground game as a blocker. Made his plays when they were there to be made as a receiver, um, especially when it mattered most. So, uh, and again, we haven't even gotten into the the contract structures and the fact that the Bucks have structured all the, a lot of these contracts very uniquely to be able to save themselves some money. So we'll see. You know, one year, eight million dollars for Gronk this year, up to ten with incentives. But really, the cap hit's only going to be, I think, maybe half that. So. You know that that bill will come due at some point, but the Bucks are smart the way they're playing this. They're they're pushing the money down the road in a year when the salary cap dropped by 16 million instead of normally inflating like it does uh, in, in every other year. We know those NFL rights, TV rights deals are coming down the line, so the you know, the cap's going to explode over the next two or three years. So when that bill does come due, the Bucks are going to have a lot more money to spend to be able to absorb it as opposed to what they do now, and they get to take advantage of that Super Bowl window. It's just again a masterful job by the Bucks front office, Jason Light, Jackie Davidson, Mike Green. Greenberg, John Spitek, what an incredible job by this front office to keep most of these guys together so far and to do it in a way that financially makes sense. Where are they at right now, Luke, in terms of going after outside hires, right? They've been doing a lot of promoting from within. I've heard they're pursuing James White. He's a guy we've talked about in the past. Seems like a no-brainer kind of fit for Brady and the Bucks. Uh, but they got to balance maybe trying to go after a guy like White with maybe trying to bring back a Leonard Fournette who, you know, he's he's kind of coveted out there. I heard the Patriots are in on him. Seattle might be in on him as well. But you know, maybe the Bucks could lure Fournette back with some of these, <laughs> I like how you put this, non-financial bargaining chips that they have at their disposal. But is that where they are? Do they have to, like, relegate themselves now to the non-financial part because they're so up against it? Or do you think they're still players for mid-tier signings, let's be honest, like James White and the like? I, you know, I think that they might be able to get a couple, maybe one or two. And when you, you bring up a guy like James White, I think he's one of those guys who could make perfect sense. A guy who's, you know, a role player running back who does, you know, a very specific thing very well. And it's also a very specific thing the Bucks need. You know, Fournette had a great year as a runner. Ronald Jones had his moments. Neither of those guys catch the ball really well, at least not consistently. And that's something Brady has to be able to rely on. You know, if he doesn't see anything downfield, he needs to at least be able to trust you to catch the ball and get a few yards after the catch, maybe. And the Bucks struggled so much with consistently being able to rely on those running backs to at least just even catch the ball and get a couple of yards. And, and Brady's not going to stand for that. So to bring a guy in like James White, who obviously he trusts 
uh, and has a huge rapport with him from his his time in New England. They they had so much success together through the air. Uh, that would make cer- certainly make a lot of sense. And because a guy like James White at his point in his career is not gonna not gonna get a whole lot on the open market, I don't think, especially in a year like we said, with the salary caps lower instead of higher than usual. That's why that makes sense to me. I think maybe you look at some you know very cheap you know second or third wave of free agency depth in the trenches maybe because that's always helpful to have veterans there guys who can play multiple positions on the offensive defensive line that kind of makes sense to me outside of that i think really the the focus is going to be on retaining their own i think you could see you know if they do need some more cap space they could restructure and extend a couple of guys ryan jensen and donovan smith both come to mind on the offensive line jensen's going into the last year of his deal he's scheduled to make 10 million dollars this year but it's not guaranteed none of it um, so you could easily move that around a little bit if he's willing. Uh, Donovan Smith's set to make almost $15 million this year in the last year of his deal, so you could see an extension uh, where, where you know, they move some money around and create some more cap space there. So there's definitely some money to work with there. Cam Brate, Will Golston, or a couple other guys with pretty high cap numbers this year relative to, to the, how many snaps they're on the field uh, at their point in their careers. They could have a restructure. So definitely some some room for the Bucks to, to get more creative if they need to to keep some of those guys. But I think, like you said, outside of James White, there's really not another veteran free agent that I can point to that says, you know, this is somebody somebody the Bucks could go after that makes sense financially and for what they need as a team. I think it's just going to be really keeping the band together. Yeah, if they do that, they're going to be so freaking good next year. Can you imagine that team coming back intact with all the experience from last year? They're going to be so good. Well, and and, and so honestly, good. Ryan, not even that. I think one of the most underrated aspects of that storyline is the coaching staff. I mean, can you remember in, in recent memory a, a Super Bowl champion team who came back the next year and didn't have any coordinators or or position coach. The only guy that's leaving is Antoine Randall, the receivers coach. He or, you know he got a, a promotion. I think he's in Detroit now. So they're promoting you know an assistant to to take over his job as a receivers coach. Everybody else is back. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, run game coordinator, assistant head coach. Everybody's coming back on the on the coaching staff. So when I talk about the Bucks being better this year than they were last year, a lot of it has to do with being able to have a second season in this system with all the same coaches, all the same terminology. And then, you know, we're not really sure what the offseason and preseason is going to look like, but I sure as hell think it's going to be better than last year. Hopefully we're moving in that direction uh, as it relates to COVID-19. But I can't imagine that we would have the same exact situation as we did last year because, you know, of the way things are trending. And I think we know a little bit more about it now. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the, the Bucks and, and everybody in the NFL have something closer to a bit more of a normal offseason program and maybe a preseason um, that would allow you to prepare a little bit better. So there's just so many different factors from from the roster to the coaching to, to the fact that maybe we don't have as, as limited of a preseason and training camp and offseason as we did last year, that everything points toward the opportunity for the Bucks to somehow be even better this year than they were last year. No, I agree with you 100%. Feels like the door's open for them to start running that NFC South too, right? The Saints, a lot of changes over there, a lot of guys leaving. Drew Brees has officially retired, so we know the Jameis Winston era starts over there. So a real opportunity for the Bucks to run the NFC South for a change. And like you've been saying, man, run it back. Let's go for two. Bucks football, yeah, make sure baby. you say go for two and not run it back because Bruce Arians will haunt you in your dreams if you keep using the run it back thing. He's like, that's a Chiefs thing. We're not doing that. You okay. saw what that got him. My he literally Bruce. was like, My you apologies. saw where that got him. <laughs> My, I'll have to apologize to him next time I'm on the boat with a beer. My apologies, Bruce. My apologies, you know. If I get on the boat with a, with a beer and the Lombardi Trophy, I'll apologize. For <laughs> yeah, I, pre- I appreciate Sorry. that. Sorry yeah. for existing. Luke's enjoying life. I knew you were, man. 
I know. I just, I just feel like whenever I'm having a bad day, I'm like, I got to live more like Luke because he's loving life ever since the Bucks won that damn Super Bowl. Hey, life next time good. I sign a contract extension, I'll have a, a beer and a cigar waiting for you. I love it, man. So good. Thanks for the knowledge as always. Bucks fans, we'll be back next week to break all the moves down. We'll see who else is coming back. We'll see who else in the band is back together. I can't wait. We'll talk to you then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.